With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Session. 
Report to the chat room, hit it pat a hand. You wanna be there early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. The phone by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. For the very second that the show starts, you witness it composed off, think Mozart, huh? The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do if they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zola. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of the meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are!
attend the Something Fresh Fest as well. And I definitely send my um all my best wishes to everybody that's participating. And uh, you know, another thing a big thing. It's gonna be a monumental weekend, you know what I'm saying? I definitely wish I could be there. Yeah, man, this is this is one of those years, you know what I'm saying? And when the sister initially asked me, you know, I wanted to tell her what my spirit was saying, and that was like, this year is so mutatable, it's very hard to make any plans, you know, like that are casted once in advance. You know, it's like inviting somebody else, inviting somebody over. I can't even use that analogy. But it's like living on a sheet of ice. <laughs> you live in the Antarctica and the shit is going to global warming. Your coordinates might be one thing, might be one place one day, and then the next day you're somewhere else in the middle of the ocean. And that's pretty much with the energy of, uh, let's say, the first half of this year because, you know, cosmologically there were some things explained to me and I was told that some things would be changing um, during the, the end of June, I believe, you know, as it pertains to us in particular, well, you know, the mm-hmm. first part of this particular uh, Gregorian calendar, this first six months, first half of this year, have been very, um, you, you know, um, mutatable. I just, I just follow the energy, and the shit goes somewhere different. Every day is is mutating, you know. It's still telling a very beautiful story, but I I understand that um, you know, I'm just a passenger at the same time. <clears throat> as much as I want to take credit for you know control of the vehicle, I'm really just a passenger at this point, and I'm trying my best, trying my best not to say trying, but um, I'm 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 working on getting all the pictures in the, in the passenger seat out the window that I can, capturing all the fast motion video that's accessible. You know what I'm saying? Without the uh, the forestry blocking the good view, if you will. So that's that's like a, a snapshot of my life right now. Just ever since I came out the mountains, you know. Time has taken on a, a different yeah, meaning. No, yeah, I said ever since I came out the mountains, you know, which would have been a week ago today, it, it already feels like a month. So, you know, my understanding and my the way that I feel time has changed. You know what I'm saying? I, yes, sir. I still haven't seen the movie Transcendence, but I would imagine that, you know, what I seem to be going through is probably something that homie went through when he uploaded to the uh, to the cloud consciousness. And it's like, ever since I touched that grid, <clears throat> you know, that, that, that grid up to Mount Shasta, you know what I'm saying? It's like I took something away from it and I left something behind. Mm. You know, when, when, when you mesh and you merge with, such a strong force that is um, defined by geodetic lines, you know, by invisible lines of energy, and you're passing through all of that, you know what I'm saying? You take something with you and you leave something behind. 
And the more that I'm studying human design, you know, shout out to my brother Brian Holiday L. I'm going to see if he could call in later and tell the family about the success that he has um, been able to forecast utilizing his system and looking at these NBA games. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's definitely a go. It's a green button in regards to what we discussed on the last show with him. But in human design, you know, human design speaks about two central crystals that you have in your body, you know, your design crystal, your personality crystal. And it speaks about a pole in the center of your of your body, your monopole that has both nodes at it and north and your south node. And that's pretty much what's described as the driver, you know, the thing that pretty much um, dictates and knows your destiny. You know, um, and <clears throat> your your form or your design is the car, and your personality is the passenger. You know what I'm saying? And um, I have uh, I have just been noticing that the more cognizant that I'm becoming of this particular process and this education. You know, along, you know, as well as gathering everything that's been taught to me, the cosmophysics and part of destinies and just different things that I've been able to research on my own about myself. You know, I'm definitely undergoing this transformation, you know, where it's about challenging and changing my value systems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah keeping it real, but with myself to the millionth degree, you know, I'm spending a lot of time alone. So I like really got to, I talk to myself. You know, I've shared that several times without sounding crazy. You know, I have a higher self. I have a higher voice. I have this moral God that rules over me. It's like a grandfather spirit. It's always, you know what I'm saying? Talking righteousness and keeping me in the right way. If ever I should they're off, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah, it's very. It's a it's a higher, lofty spirit that checks me, you know, my higher self. And this is the 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 entity or the thing that I have majority of my communication with, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to check myself, I want to know what's off and what needs more work and things of that nature. So, you know that that particular um, aspect of myself is just preparing me for the next phase of things, you know, and I think that um, after watching what I've seen uh, earlier, you know, I've been getting phone calls about the latest series of videos I never put up, and people have been calling me and asking me what are my thoughts on King Noble, not like out of controversy, just about this particular stance that he's taking and, and more so people that have been speaking to me because I don't speak to them people that be, you know, uh, uh, they be all chatty about people's affairs. The people that normally call me and we have conversations about content, these people are able to extrapolate something from what they view that speaks to character, improvement and value and things of that nature. So we always have positive conversations about you know, dignity and character and what we see in an individual that we respect in that individual 
and a lot of people that have been calling me is dealing with this level of newfound respect they have for this brother, okay? And mm. that level of respect is based on the fact that they say that, look, here's an individual that's unwavering, okay? This is what he's about, and that's his life. You're not going to catch him on Thursday, you know what I'm saying, doing something contradictory to what you've seen him doing on Wednesday. This is his walk. This is his demonstration. You know, he's deeply entrenched in his demonstration, almost to the point where, you know, he has in so many ways become a leader. And there's people that are willing to follow him in that level of his demonstration, which to the populace, to the majority of people, is 180 degrees totally. You understand? It's flipped. So I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily um, think that what I'm being prepared for is comparable to that by way of the level of extremes. I understand his stance, okay, and I respect and support what. what when 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 I'm talking about a level of comparison, I'm also probably mean, you know, getting off the grid and, and you know what I'm saying, being a little bit more radical in regards to becoming a survivalist and someone who knows how to live in extreme weather and, and live outside, you know what I'm saying, and and um you know, in the mountains and the forests. You know what I'm saying? In nature, just because those are things that we need to condition ourselves to be able to do. And me in particular, just following um, that voice in my head, I know that it's something that I need in particular for my next level of um, indoctrination, you know what I'm saying, or or the next initiatory level that um, I'm being put through. So I'm definitely ready to uh, go back into the mountains and, like, give civilization, or what they call civil civilization. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm about to give that a break for a little while. And because, um, you know, like, I ain't even get to speak to you or get to speak to the audience about Tuesday. I just came in and we did the show. We did it a little late, right? Cause I was I was on a um, I was on a movie set on Tuesday, you know, with my yeah. dude Darren Henson, and that's where I ran into Tracy um, Moore. You know, shout out my, to her, my, spirited actor, hmm? huh? Tracy Marable Moore, I believe. That's her name. Yeah, Tracy Marable Moore. And um, this is you know I've been on a few of these movie sets. And this shit is just like, it's like Groundhog Day. You know what I'm saying? You there on the set, and you just see these extraordinarily beautiful black women, quote-unquote, you know, part of my um my more Latin. You know what I'm saying? He's going to start pouring you the homeland and shit. You start using the wrong catch terms. You said more in his program. You said more. Anyway, so, you know, you, you see these just stunningly beautiful, 
melanated women, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, you get to powwowing with the fellas, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been on uh, Caucasian movie sets and I've been on soul food movie sets. <laughs> I mean, soul playing <laughs> You know, black Hollywood do things different, you know what I'm saying, and quote-unquote white Hollywood. So the, on the black Hollywood sets, you know what I'm saying, it's party. You know, dudes be cutting up, you know what I mean? And everyone is sizing everyone else up and this and that and the other. You know what I'm saying? It's a pissing contest. And, um, you know, and when they get to talking about these sisters, you be like, God damn. Like, for real, what's really going on out here? You know? Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and then you get to speaking to the sisters yourself, you know, and then they all just have this real familiar energy about them, you know. And I'm, the stuff that I'm about to say is is free of judgment. It's just based on an observation. And I'm analytical. I'm a journalist. I can't help but keep notes. I can't help but look for patterns. You know what I'm saying? I can't help but if I feel like I'm in Groundhog today to make the connection between the things that are always you know, uh, uh, connecting about these particular situations. So, you know, these particular sisters, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, beautiful. You know, they all had a weaves in. And I'm not knocking weaves. I'm just identifying prototype. You know, majority yeah. of them are chocolate, you know what I'm saying? And Terms of the body type, very well defined, very shapely sisters, beautiful. You know what I'm saying? They all seem to be having two things in common, though. They all in the church because it always conversation come back to church somehow, some way. You know. And they all talk about you know the issues that they have in the city of Los Angeles dating. You know what I'm saying? Like none of them are in happy relationships, even though they're actresses and and the industry and everything, you know what I'm saying, and they're supposedly around uber-successful people and what have you, but no one's happy out here, for real, for real. No one is really happy, and the people that are happy are, you know, you got to super-duper guard that shit because you envy by so many other people that have been unable to find happiness out here, and however that's defined, you know what I'm saying, because it means different things to different people as well as success. I'm sure that yeah. your idea of success is totally different from, let's say, King Nobles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just noticing more and more, like I'm saying, the society in, in particular, this one, and I'm sure that there's connections in, in other people's communities and they see things the same way. But Hollywood is where, you know, our quote-unquote our most talented, you know what I'm saying, our most adventurous, our most ambitious people are coming here to pop things off. So she could have been the prom queen, the beauty queen of her town, you know what I'm saying, a big fish in a little pond, and they come here and they're little fish, they, or they're guppies, you know what I'm saying, in mm-hmm. a fucking ocean full of sharks. You know what I mean? So you see a lot of these women, you know what I mean, they, they get on their Brad Pitt shit when they get out here, you know what I'm saying, that's the preferences that they, they, that they choose to move with. Um, a lot of, huh? 
They said they get on their what? They Brad Pitt shit. They get on their Olivia Pope, man. Oh, they say, oh, okay. They rocking with the cage, man. Yeah. <laughs> they rocking with the cage. You know what I'm saying? They have to surround themselves with what they feel is a power dynamic. There's a game in this town that you have to seem to play and be very good at. You know what I mean? And that shit and prostitution have a very thin line divided between it. You understand? And it's accepted out yeah. here. It's not only accepted, it's promoted. And that's, what you know, the Don Sterling Silver shit, they're showing you, look, this is an aspiration. Now you have yourself, you know what I'm saying, a, um, a, a title to attain to. You know? Fuck a video, ho. Mm-hmm. You could be a mistress for a billionaire white dude. Shrivel up, you know what I'm saying? Sugar daddy. You know? Mm. When you hear these things, you know what I'm saying? But when you see it and you get to talking to some of these women out here, and it's like, you know, it'd be good conversations. They'd be all into it and everything, you know? But they all just have this look in their eyes. It's hard to explain. Like, I got to get Google Glasses to really point this shit out. Because you got to catch them. You feel me? Because they got this look in their eyes, you know? And it's like, they just, they're they hungry. They're hungry for it. Because and they, and they, they don't know who I am. I'm getting introduced. I'm somewhere where they don't see other people at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because a lot Everything of these people don't bring other, yeah, they don't bring people to the scene, to the set and everything. You know what I'm saying? I got this jewelry on. They don't know who I am, but you see the look that they like, yo, if they get the green light and I'm X, Y, and Z, they really, they ready to go. They're ready to go. You know what I'm saying? They're ready to go. They're ready to do what they need to do to play this game to get out on top. You know what I'm saying? And it's a vicious cycle, B. Because I always remember people telling me, they're like, yo, you see, you know, why the porn industry pops in the valley out here is because a lot of those women are the ones that came out here to get put on, you know, and they get caught up. And the games are just being played, and they, they end up getting tossed around. And then, you know what I'm saying, this is a small place. And once you lose that level of value, you know what I mean, then they throw you away. They're like, oh, you know, you'll never work in this town again. So they call it the cash, you know, and, and cash and couch, yeah, things of that nature, you know what I'm saying, and they, they get swallowed whole. So... I'm just saying all of that to say that, you know, like like I was talking about with, with human design, even like we talk about cosmophysics and any any particular system that should help you get to know yourself better, then you should be able to walk away from that system knowing that we are all not created equal. And what I mean by that is that based on my design, based on your design, based on your cosmological imprint, based on your astrological fingerprint, or what have you, we have all been endowed with, you know, special talents, uh, in particular assignments that we came here to fulfill. You know, some of us are projectors, some of us are generators, you know what I'm saying? 
Some of us are manifestors. You know, we're not all things, though. We need to cut that out. You know, you you do one of them things. You know, maybe with slight variations and attributes of another thing, but very rarely you're going to find one person as four things. And we play in this game like everyone got to be doing what the next one is doing. You know, I want to do what you're doing, but better. Mm-hmm. I'll do you. Right. When they do that, yeah. Like, that that wasn't your design. You didn't come here to do me better than me. You know, do your shit. Find out what your shit is and, and knock that thing out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With all due respect. Like, you know, and, and, and I think that, you know, in particular, like I said, you know, what I was able to receive when I went into my field of power, because according to my design, I'm supposed to be in the mountains. I'm supposed to be at the highest elevation, you know? So mm-hmm. I was I was, I was, was at home, you know what I'm saying? I was ecstatic. And it then, did something for you. you know, it fed you in a way... Going back to what McKee would judge, that's why I like this. I mean, these, these roundtable discussions are needed, you know, because, you know, they, they, we have to take a break from, you know, moving. Yeah, too much information. Uh, yeah, it's just. To, to, to sit back and, you know, because these shows are relevant and they all have, you know, individual uh, meanings to everybody who's participating programs. Yeah. And they all of these shows have continuations, meaning that people come on this program and they blow air and that air turns into wind. Those winds turn into winds of change. Things start happening if the people that come on these programs immediately after they get off these programs. Yes. You know? Immediately after they get off these programs, things start happening for these people. Things start happening to people listening to these programs. Things start happening for us pertaining to these programs. These programs start revealing themselves. These programs start taking on a life for their own. You start seeing correlating stories in the news media, you know, that that second what someone said on the program, the bolster, the claim, or what have you. All of these things be happening. We don't really take the appropriate time, you know, to, like, really capture everything, you know? Yeah, to reflect. These are these are yeah these are not radio just radio shows these are flashes of lightning family you know what I'm saying and those light that light is condensed information and that shit unfolds when it hits you know what I'm saying it unfolds it reverberates it takes hold you know it plants itself and it, it blossoms into things you know so people have like a, a, a background context maybe if they was to see the King Noble video because they heard the conversation that took place here Tuesday night when you had Brother Ankh and and inside that. And I'm going to tell you one thing. If not, if I didn't hear Brother Ankh come forth on Tuesday's show, and let's say I didn't even know Brother Ankh from nowhere, but I've seen some of his videos on Sarnetta's joint, I'd be like, oh, this nigga's just looking for his place. You know what I'm saying? He's just trying to get up in the ring and, 
you know, get some of this uh, WCW money. <laughs> <laughs> UFC 44 Saturday night, Friday fight night money. You know what I'm saying? But understanding, you know, the method to his approach or what have you, you know, I, I understand it a little bit better. You know, I have a backstory in the context of which to understand the other young brother that was in the video. Had I not had that, I would kind of be clueless. I'm like, okay, who is this? You know, what was the right angle? Yeah. 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 Hello? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, these conversations are important. But look, I just wanna I just wanna make this point like expressively clear, you know, because it's it's this is the issue that I keep seeing and it, it, it the shit that's going on right now is so intensified, you know. And and that is this conversation is taking place in public about race relations and, you know, the 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 melanated uh, masculine feminine dynamic, you know, black man and black woman, Moorish man and Moorish, however you want to spin it, twist it, or what have you. Yeah. Just like the going ons of the going on. You know what I mean? And somebody could be in it, you know what I mean? And they could be floating in the boat and so uh, uh, relaxed and just so laid up in the cutters at all, you know what I'm saying? They just gonna float down the Nile from the Sudan and Kemet, you know what I mean? And there'll be none the wiser where someone else might just put the paddle down and stop the boat, you know, to be like, well, hold on. Some bullshit going on, for real. Like, are you really hearing what's being said? Are you really following the conversation? Some people don't have time to, granted. I'm just telling you what I'm coming across. I ain't looking for this stuff. You know? This is popping up. No, it definitely Hello? is. Yeah, so, you know, the state and the condition of, 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 of melanated relations, you know what I'm saying? How we see ourselves as quote-unquote black men. You know, how we see ourselves in relation to these black women, you know, and just children in particular, how we see ourselves in relation to our elders, and do we understand the time that we're in? And what I'm saying, the time is that if we understand that everything in this universe changes, right? Would you admit to that? That change is the only thing constant in this universe? When you look at the phenotypes, right, of, let's say, when we were younger, right, and the 70s was what the 70s was, and it was a particular type of look, right, men had the hammer, um, the, the, the hammer mustaches, not MC hammer, but the joints that look like horseshoes and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Ron O'Neill looking ass niggas, and then you had your Billy D looking ass niggas. And you had just these different phenotypes that signified what, you know, black masculinity looked like. You had your, your bald head, Avery Brooks, Isaac Hayes looks. You know what I'm saying? And then you just had, like, your your, your studious Mary Baraka, 
and not as stereotypes, but these people have certain phenotypes that fit phenotypes. a particular yeah. consciousness that, that, that they represented, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know enough to know that based on how things have changed, like those phenotypes are not going to be prominently displayed in our generation as we move into eldership. So as people that are part of our generation become 50 and 60 year old, we're going to have a totally different look phenotypically than the, the, the men and the women that we came up to looking at saying, yo, this is what an elder looked like. You know what I'm saying? This is what it looks like to be, you know, um, um, you know, uh, an elder or a grown black man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like my generation, we still going to be going to hip hop concerts when we're 60. You know what I'm saying? And, and we 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 look different and we act different, but we also are enraptured in the time when these, these are changing times. The winds of change are upon us. So, like the brother be talking about on the program, we nine sense of beings. You know, 2027 is kind of there's going to come a time when, you know, these particular children are totally born different. Where they're not going to have an identity of self in terms of knowledge of self, just like you see these children now. They're not interested in that shit. They're not interested in it. They don't need it for them to craft the future of the world that they are making, whether you agree with this world that they're making or not. You know what I'm saying? I want to add that into. Huh? No, I I, want to add on just to show. They're, they're not into the individual identity of self, knowledge of self, history, who you are. See that they're not into that shit. They want to play on and Xbox with an Asian motherfucker, fifteen thousand miles away. You know what I'm saying? And they also want to play with, you know, little Joey from Seattle, Washington. You know, and they don't have no problem playing with. You know, this other little Spanish dude that's in New Mexico, but his hair is pink, and he got 14 earrings in his tongue, and he's only 12, you know? But they shouldn't have a problem with that. Huh? Shouldn't have a... I, I applaud them for being world citizens. No, I, I, it's not... This is not a question. Uh, this is not a judgment call. I am just saying that at what point, as a people, right, mm-hmm. are we going to sit down with the sciences that are available to us, right, with the compasses and the squares and do the necessary measurements of time that these times are calling for? When are we going to mark on our calendars this knowledge that we have that we're moving into a different space and a different place where we're going to be, you know, or, or, or the fact that we are with, different people at this particular time who see the world different, who act different, and you're not going to change them back to what your idea of what the world is. Because in all actuality, that shit is a dead idea at this point. It had its time. It doesn't represent the future. Can I share something? Please do. There's a video 
is going to come out on Sinatra TV that we shot today. I'm only saying this to add on to the synchronicity and basically uh, co-sign everything that you're saying. That the conversation that the brother had in this video, I um, I was able to interview the, the in the street. It goes by the name of Charles Hamilton. If anybody is familiar with the rapper by the name of Charles Hamilton. Okay, um, what happened to him? Well, he stumbled <laughs> upon the House of Consciousness today while we were on 125th Street. And um, in the midst of interviewing a producer, I guess it was one of his um, comrades. So the brother, uh, Sinetta, didn't notice who this young man was because, you know, he's probably not hip to that level of underground and whatnot. But when I noticed who it was, he didn't actually look the same, but I I picked up on something that was um, identifiable. I believe it was a Sonic, the Hedgehog. Uh, Still doing the Sonic? No, he Sonic is, brother, when you see the video, I don't even want to spoil it, but it's going to uh, be very interesting in his concepts, and it, it just it just goes into what you said, that their reality of who God is, Jimmy Iovine is his God, and Sonic the Hedgehog is his God, and Jay Dilla is God to him. You know, he called Jimmy Iovine, God, you know, God on this earth, you know, and um, he, uh, you have the law of 44, right? Yeah. That sounds like the hedgehog. He, he, he was real about it. There's no, it was no lasting, you know, it wasn't, you know, how some teenagers could be or some of the young generation could be uh, a goofy you know, they could be playing games and whatnot because they know that the camera's on. No. He was very, uh, and his his conviction was strong. You feel me? Like, he wasn't afraid of, of the fact that we were capturing all of this on camera. You know, he was just, you know, he, he claimed that he was a self, um, he's a Wiccan. Okay. So he said he's a Wiccan with the with the European influence because I asked him about the uh, you know I, I wanted to know how far his his knowledge went when it comes to the whole Wiccan um, practice. Ironically, our keeper judge came on the show uh, last week to her and she spoke about the whole Wiccan tradition. But the brother was, yeah. has been introduced and he um, he's introduced to the Wiccan uh, discipline from a European perspective. So I schooled him a little bit on some of the things that I do, and it, it was just very interesting. And then right after that, a young man came walking down the block with a, um, a full kilt on, Irish. He said that he did his DNA test, and he's 64% from Irish. No, he's 64% oh. Ethiopian Coptic. Hold on. And he said, so I said, so how much Irish do you have in your bloodline? So he was like, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit. Then he went on to say that his father, wait, it was just interesting. You just got to see the tape, yo. But to make a long story short, the young ones are totally, you know, they're, they're on something else. Like, I didn't really realize, you know, because I'm so encapsulated with the uh, the conscious movement coming from the young guys and whatnot. And I also 
have been paying attention to that black the black god movement that the hood is starting to get on, you know, where where they're professing that they're black gods, they're gods, you know, they 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 only god shit, you know what I mean? So I've been kind of like drifting towards that, but I haven't really sat down and spoke to the young, you know, the the youth and try to find out beyond the surface, like what are your beliefs, you know, what it what it, you know, right. who is your god? You know what I mean? Like, and what color is he? And give me your interpretation of why we're here. Like, you would really be surprised as to um, the signs are these days. I was just adding on to the same. Please continue. Yeah, and, you know, this particular um, change or this, this morphology of being that I'm speaking about you know, when the the dawning of it, like I said, you know, the winds and the dust of it. So these particular beings that we're referencing haven't been born yet. You know, um, a man will be an, an adult by the time, you know, these beings start taking root to this planet. You know what I'm saying? But what, I, what, I, what I'm proposing is that you know, if we want to be serious about the continuity of this particular information and even, you know, so to speak, you know, the continuity of, of, of the species, you know, we have to just be a little bit more scientific in our approach. You know, at some point, for those that, that, that want to be part of this particular think tank. We got to have a closed-door session. It can't be on, you know, on the DVDs. It can't be on blog talk radio. It has to be behind closed doors, you know what I'm saying, the same way the scientists do. They go into a lab, and they start breaking out the facts, and other others start breaking out the hypotheses, and you start putting those through the level of trials and what have you, and you see what's you know, what 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 science says, quote unquote, whether that science be the uh stuff that you see that Neil Grass Tyson talking about or the metaphysics that we hear Phil talking about or Doctor Blair, you know what I'm saying, or whoever. Some sort of scientific application. Or we, we you know, we apply it to cosmophysics, we look at these particular ages that we're in. And we study past ages for reference, you know, to identify that when we're in a new age, these particular ages also have different cycles, you know. And we just really crack this stuff up and and, and see what's really what's what, you know. Because I would hate to think that our people are, quote, unquote, wasting their time. You know what I'm saying? Going against the winds of change, thinking that they're going to hold something in place that has already completely fallen apart. You know, and I think that that's getting back to the gist of what King Noble is saying, is that he's like, yo, I'm just a few steps ahead of this shit. You can't see it for what it is because you're trying to hold it up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. And I understand why, you know, dealing with with the, with the psychology of it, everybody still wants their peace, mm-hmm. you know, of a very tainted piece of uh, of a pie. 
you know, that 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 pie is is not low glycemic. You know, mm-hmm. and she got all kind of poisons in it. You know what I'm saying? It's no longer it's it's no longer um it's no longer feasible to our diet. Dare say like uh like bean pies. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at, at one point we understood what that was about. You know what I'm saying? But if you look at it from from Space in the place of a healer, and you're trying to heal people and get people to uh, um, you know a, a, a level of health that is going to be conducive to their growth and their development. You know what I'm saying? At some point, we got to understand that refined sugar and um, dairy and flour, white flour, you know, bleach white flour, things of that nature, it's just not going to work regardless of how much you love a man, you know, or you love with with what the messenger brought forward, it's no longer suitable for these days and times because times change. Mm-hmm. You know? Because times change. You know, and at what point are we going to allow ourselves to change with the times without being so rigid? You know, when are we going to understand as well need to be mutatable and not fixed? Are you going to be crushed by the wheels of change? And that's what I'm seeing on both sides. You know, there's a lot of finger pointing and people accusing one another's approach of being, you know, not the right one or, or, one that is without merit or won't work based on how they feel about it, not based on science. You know what I'm saying? And if I hear one more motherfucker talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma, as if that's the only thing that we've done in this country, and then, you know, you you, you hear the, the same programming that comes about by fear, like, oh, now nah, they burned that down, you know. So what does that mean that you don't, you don't replicate the model with the necessary adjustments? We're just going to talk about this shit forever? That wasn't 500 years ago. We ain't talking about Alexandria. We ain't talking about the fall of the Moors. We talking about a situation that took place in Oklahoma that our people actually rebounded from, you know what I'm saying? And that township or that way of doing economics was put in the grave by integration. Not those bombs. Those people were resilient enough to bounce back from that within five years and rebuild. When they said that you can go spend your money with different quote-unquote ethnic groups, you know, that's when that particular cycle took place that Brother Ankh was talking about where trillions of dollars are now being spent outside of quote-unquote community, you know, with, with no advantages set in place for the people that, um, you know, that are part of that community. So I'm reading 
these passages from Isaiah, you know, I want to give a shout-out to my brother Horace Butler, you know. I believe that, well, I know at this point, you know, when you're engaged in a fight of this magnitude and there's so many different levels to dispel, but one of the strongest and one of the firmest spells that our people are under come by way of religion. That's not me saying that religion is bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm really not that type of person. That I'm not with the right or wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? Either something works or it don't. But because certain things don't work in one particular arena, don't mean that they don't work in another. So just because something don't work one place doesn't dismiss it altogether. Because there's different levels to this. So something in particular like Christianity, which is enraptured in a story whether it is historically accurate or not, it's one that sees itself playing itself out with the people who have adopted it. These people who have been known to be the the, the, the most spiritual people on the planet, and hence, in this particular galaxy, until you find another life form that you can comparably say is, is you know, equitable to us in regards to our historical record in this galaxy. I don't care if anybody else is... is you know what I'm saying, sharing this space and place with us. Like, what did they go through? Who are they? I don't know their story. Indeed. So as it pertains to us, you know, this biblical story, this biblical narrative is a very interesting one. And I hope in my lifetime that I see people mature enough that have access or, or that have a, um, how can I say it, you know, they have some interest involved with Christianity. I want to see those people at some point willing to hear the brother Horace Butler out for what he has to say. If you love Christ like you do, if you're a Christian the way that you are, you know what I'm saying? If you're a history major the way that you are, shit, even if you was an English major and you was moved by the Iliad and the Odyssey and all these other stories about these Greeks, you know, wouldn't you just be willing to just dig just a little bit deeper if this brother has all of this irrefutable proof that these stories were flipped on you and the majority of them took place over here? And these great warriors that are spoken of in, in times of law, you know, are actually depictions of your people. And they got busy right here. They got Bismarck right here in the Americas. So, you know, if you were slick, you could trace latitude along the two lines to figure out how to jump on that lake and get that energy and tap in. Well, anyway, so the brother was speaking about the prophet Isaiah, and um, I was just like, okay, certain days I wake up and I say, let me just throw certain things at the wall with the law of 44, and I'll just go to a certain scripture, whether it's the Bible or the Quran or the Bacavita or whatever, and I would just look for different combinations of, the number 44, and I would see exactly, you know, what this story says and how it speaks in terms of it being a law. What would it say if it's a law about now, about the prophecies of today? My question, when I send it up to the big homie, my high consciousness, and he'd be like, go look at Isaiah, such and such, right? So I go into, go into the Bible, and I look up the scripture from Isaiah. I think it was like three, you know. It was Isaiah 3, and there might be like 3, 9 
or what have you. Please don't quote me on it. But if you read the whole passage, you know what I'm saying, you wouldn't be uh, missing out on anything because it's, it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting passage, a very interesting prophecy, and he speaks about putting a uh, particular curse on the women of his people, you know, who have turned their back to him. And he said that he would make their their scab their uh, their scalp full of scabs, mm. you know. And he was talking about some other shit that was going to take place with their hair. And he was just talking about the attitude that they're going to walk around with. You know what I mean? And it's just like all of these things that were being said, interestingly enough, like totally reflect the condition of our people in particular, you know, the women amongst us. And not to be one-sided, you know, he spoke directly about the men and why this would be the fault of the men and it would be reflected on the women. Now, I'm not a Bible scholar, you know what I'm saying? But I do know that majority of these stories were derived from the African source. People be wanting to be so African and still you start directing them to that particular truth and they got to say, okay, well, this story might have came from here. That story might have came from there. And my thing is this, either which way, whatever goddamn way it got to us, right, if it is accessible enough for me to pick the book up, if I could pick the motherfucking Harry Potter up, and see some shit in there, okay, that I could be like, oh, shit, this how they doing potions. I'm going to put this together and that together and just go out on the full moon and something pop off. <laughs> you know, if the shit works, it works, right? So mm-hmm. if I just so happen to open the book and I'm reading about it, I'm reading the book and it talks about the condition that our people are in right now, specifically talking about where we at with it. This whole passage is talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, wow, this is like, this is historically accurate. It's on point. Super on point. Super on point. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you know, at that point, you know, you really got to scratch your head and you'd be like, yo, you know, our people will be arguing about this for the rest of their lives. But in all honesty, it's like, where is it going to get us? Because if you don't want to pump with it, you're always going to see mistruths in it. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking for a problem, you're always going to find one. You know what I'm saying? With the other people that are believers and, and that are that are faithful, they're always going to look in it and they're always going to find truths that speak directly to them that they're not willing to let go because it's truths that speak directly to them. So that's a setup. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're going to be arguing about that to the to the you know to the sun turn purple. So, you know, like I said, it was it was, it was just a uh, collection of things like that that I was just observing and looking at, and also you know, I have the ability to devour some of these books that I brought back when we when we went up to Shasta, and there's a particular book that I had access that I wasn't really digging into as much, you know, 
But once I got back, I really started tearing through it, and it's called Circular Thought, an African Native American traditional understanding. You know, and the author of this book, a brother named Winterhawk, does such a wonderful job, bro. Such a wonderful job of just showing through antiquity, you know, the evidence of our presence in the Americas, but fully giving, you know what I'm saying, the props and the praises back to the homeland of Africa and showing you how there was an Africanoid influence here that was so dynamic in its demonstration that it changed the entire dynamic of how things were done here from one peninsula to the next. It's not that the place necessarily was dominated by African noise at that particular point, but their demonstration, okay, their influence, the math that they came with, their influence was so profound that it was adopted and adapted throughout the entire Americas. And also, you know, of course, the evidence of it taking hold in China is also there early with the Tang Dynasty and the way that the connections are are being traced and, and, you know, um, and what you call it, uh, verified is through the similarity of their math system and how they use math to identify the creative force. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, you know, I've just been, been able to more so appreciate where I'm at and be more comfortable calling this place home without taking away or losing any part of me that's connected to my original place of origin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm also mindful that, you know, we are here for a reason in this part of the planet. There's much work that needs to be done here. You know, this is the home to many magical, mystical places. You know, and I'm speaking to the people that, can understand what I'm saying and they're into this kind of stuff because it's not for everybody. Everyone is not into the geomancy of the planet, you know, and the morphogenetic grids and where the ley lines are at, where these PowerPoints are, you know, the history of the mounds. You know what I'm saying? It's not everyone's thing, and I do understand, but for those of us that uh, really want to bring about planetary change, you know, I think that the key would be, you know, focusing, working with the planet. Because that's why our ancestors did. You know what I mean? They never really focused on the people as individuals as much as they was focusing on the planet and paying homage to their their deity force, you know, so that deity force can deal with the broader scope of them bringing blessings or a message to a people you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I do understand the whole aspect of organizing is local, you know what I'm saying, and, and all politics is local as well. But for the priests amongst us, for the priesthood, for the priest class, you know what I mean, who want to step it up and understand the aspect of as above, so below, and, you know, your reach is just a little bit more magnanimous because we're not necessarily looking for votes. We're not running for office. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
we are working towards putting something back in balance to offset, you know, in order for the graduation of the planet to happen, you know, it has to be put back into place because I, one can't do, the graduation can't happen necessarily without the people. I don't, I don't, I, you know, we've been told different, but I don't believe so. You know what I'm saying? One, one can't happen without the other. It's, it's gonna take. It's gonna take. Uh, uh, it's gonna take. It's gonna take people, you know, to really wake up to this reality and be aware of it. At what point are you willing to let go of the illusion? What's it going to take? You know, I just, you know, I got some things that I need to work on with self and business, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, definitely, you know, I don't, I definitely uh, concur with that, you know, gotta, I got to focus more, you know, it could be very demanding and overwhelming, but I definitely have to dedicate a lot more time to uh, perfecting my business, you know what I'm saying? You know, personal personal life, this community, doing a lot of things, putting things, you know, trying to hold things up. It uh, It's time-consuming, you know. It's not enough hours in these days, I'm realizing. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm telling but, you, like, after Tuesday's show, I was so that. Like, it was so that was it. I was at. Oh, he was at? Yeah, I was at. You know, and it's not necessarily an indictment of anybody that was on the show or what was being said, but keeping up with a show for four hours, listening to everything that's being said, you're in the chat room, I got 20 windows open, I'm reading articles, you know what I'm saying? I'm inboxing. People inboxing me. My phone is going. You know, all of these things that you got to do at the same time. You got to maintain the conversation. Listen to what's being said for the smallest and the slightest nuance. You got to drop bombs. You know, and sometimes you get pulled in so far. And then the conversation is, is one of a very high vibration. And people are being emotional. Four or five people are talking at once. You know? And then like I told you, my sh- the shows out here, it should be at six. So it's like six to nine. I eat between seven thirty and eight. I don't I don't eat after that. So if I don't get a chance to eat, I'm on the show, and I've expended all the energy with maintaining, you know, balancing all of that uh, activity that's going on. In the, in the radiation from the phone for four hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, not nah, be. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Get burnt out. You know, that's uh, you know, it's something that's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you've been doing this for a clip, so you know, it's just you need that time to be able to release. And mind you, you just came from a very um enlightening experience with that trip to the mountain. 
you know, different kind of yeah. frequencies. So coming back to the show, you know, me being in the A and being at the Malcolm X Fest, you know, and, you know, because the whole thing, like, that whole that whole experience, the videos that y'all watching, you know, I was right there at the whole time, you know what I mean? When, when King Noble and all of them were going in, you know, I was I was standing, I had my baby with me, so, you know, I didn't want to really jump on camera like that. But uh, the bill with Laura Cassius D, you know what I'm saying, the bill with Ty Hair, everything, you know what I mean, yeah. walking through the festival, being rained out, uh, the bill with Brother Ankh, the God Killer, uh, right angle, you know what I mean, like, still what kind of frequencies, you know, were being uh, let off in that whole cipher, you know what I mean, from that week. So, you know, I was more susceptible to um, absorb whatever was going on with the show because it was just a spinoff from what the whole weekend um, uh, was demanding of me and whatnot. So I could understand where you where you're coming from. It probably just took you. Yeah, it was it was an energy surge. It was a very high frequency, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um and yeah, I might have I might have got overload or something. It was it was high frequency and um I guess it was so much y'all had so much anticipation in your voice, you know, from what y'all had witnessed and experienced that um you know, that's what y'all brought directly into the program. If we had seen the video prior to the show, it would have, you know, it would have been could be able to, hmm? yeah, to walk through it a, a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was an instance yeah, yeah. of a lot of energy and um, vibrations, like he's saying. I definitely could relate. You know what I mean? It's almost like you talking about the mountain. You know what I mean? With a few people that were on shots the mountain with you, and y'all just hyped, y'all going in, building, da 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 da. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, we're totally uh, like lost as to what it is that you witness until we may see a visual, a video. That's why that's oh, yeah, so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we could really like we could relate, and we could probably envision ourselves right there with you, bro. So um. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. You know, I'm sure that you're gonna be good. You know what I mean? So, you know. But yeah, so let's do this. Um, I want to go. We want to open up the lines for our callers because I know we do have a few people in the building that have some hands raised. And, okay. Because uh, you know, this is the round table. This is, uh, you know, the time for the family also to bear with us. And uh, to share some of their yes, indeed. thoughts. You know what I mean? So let's go ahead and go to this chat room because the show is only until 12 o'clock tonight, family. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll go to our first caller from 347 365. Caller from the 347 365. Peace. Welcome, no ledge. Peace, no ledge radio. Peace, peace. How are you all doing? Wonderful as well. You. Awesome. Yes, taking it day by day. Thank you. Yes. Is this our um, sister Esther? Yes, this is Sister Esther. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Super laid back. You had some chamomile tea or something? 
No, actually, no, no. I was actually, like, dozing off, like, sitting and listening and dozing off. So I'm kind of, like, okay. off on what the topic is. <laughs> I do apologize. It's, but um, It's a roundtable. We're just having a conversation about, you know, um, different frequencies and these different experiences that we've had this past week that pretty much is changing our frequency and our perspective on certain things, awesome. you know. Awesome, awesome. Well, I went I, I went into a mountain uh, mm-hmm. up here in Northern California called wow. Mount Shasta. It's the uh, grandfather mountain. It's the root chakra on the planetary um, chakra system grid. It's the root chakra. This is the rainbow serpent vortex energy that goes through the planet. You know, the root of it is Mount Shasta, grandfather. And, um, yeah, like, it, it it just it mellowed me out. It was a very humbling experience, you know. Mm. It was a super humbling experience, and it, it really, you know, in 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 ancient times or even just you know what our ancestors, I guess mm-hmm. like ancient these days is a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. So in ancient times, right, a hundred years back mm-hmm. to however long we've been here. Our people in particular, we always said that God was symbolized as a mountain. You know, I'm sure as you know the story of creation, yeah. you know, a mound came out of noon right a hill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was God. And the highest mountain of the lands or where they say God dwelt, especially snow-capped mountains or mountains that penetrate clouds. You know what I'm saying? So, and ancient times, especially on this particular landmass here in the Mexican, in America, you know, that's where people said that um the God dwelt and that also is the uh the entrance to the inner earth and, and other key particulars of interest, especially to me, they said that this is a landing spot for uh immeasurable amounts of quote unquote UFO activity and things of that nature, and um, yeah, yeah, so we were just talking about, you know, that experience as being in that energy field and walking away from these energy fields, you know, you Mm. you take something with you, but you also leave something behind. Yes. Yeah, so we were just speaking about, you know, the, the changes that are inevitable, but also um, prompting people to go back into nature and make that connection and make that change for yourself, yeah. you know, especially if that's what your design calls for. Some people's body designs, like my mother, she told me her her portal or her place of strength is the beach, you know. Yes. She's in that beach environment. She, she can smell beach water and hear waves. That's mm. where she's her most strongest and powerfulest, you know. Yes. Other people, I guess, it might be the jungle. For some people, it might be Flatbush Avenue. <laughs> they might need to hear fire hydrants and shit and ambulances and top cars yeah. and dollar vans, and that might be their thing. They get back in that field, and they're like, what? Right. I'm ready. <laughs> I remember, yeah, yeah, you know. It used to work for us for a little while. You go out of town, you come back to New York, right. and you get back immersed into that thing. It transforms you back into what you are at that particular moment, whatever vibration you were in. We were wolves in the street. We were we were lions and 
Right. You know, you had to survive that concrete jungle, and New York will prepare you for that. But there are other right. places on the planet that have different objectives and plans and, and, and serve serve you differently. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And, I, yeah, I just, you know, my message is for people to find that place and that thing. You know, look, for some people that might be Prospect Park. That do it for them. I remember when they put us on to the um, the hidden waterfall that was in Prospect Park. You ever caught on to that? Oh, yeah, no. Mall. Huh? No, 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 no. I'm not familiar. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was a waterfall in Prospect Park. It was in a park that was, like, closed off. You had to jump some fences and stuff like that. Oh, okay, but, okay. Yeah, we used to go over there to charge up and to tune in, you know, uh-huh. and just appreciate nature and, and you know, find that mm-hmm. reconnection, you know? Yeah. Is it and that midsection? Spots. Huh? I'm sorry. I, I was just thinking about the midsection of the park that's, like, cordoned off. Yeah, I was just thinking about that yeah. midsection. Yeah, yeah it's, in the, it's in the midsection. Mhm. Yeah. You know. So you know, how, how, whatever it takes to find it, especially for our people that are in these concrete jungles and in these cities, you know, that are on that hamster wheel, and society has you believing that that's all you know, that's all the world is about. That's all reality is. Is this rat race? Only a rat can win a rat race. That's you know true. what I'm saying. So. Yeah, that's a race that you don't want to be involved with to begin with, yes. you know, but you got to find some level of balance because family still got to be fed. You know, people mm-hmm. still are, you know, ambitious as ever, and they want to live these dreams, you know what I'm saying? Be so chasing these dreams, whether it's the American dream or whatever version of it, you know what I'm saying, that, mm-hmm. that you want to attribute it to. You know, at the end of the day, somebody's chasing something, yeah. you know, but the the testimony is about when you find a place where you could be still and let the rest of the world catch up to you. You know, when you find that level of peace, mm-hmm. where you can be still and everything comes to you and it revolves around you and moves through you, you know, and at some some point or some time, you know, I can only hope that, that we all are able to find that, that thing mm-hmm. in the midst of all of this chaoticness and craziness you know, people that have been duped into wanting to live out other people's manifest destiny in the shadows of them, following their footsteps. So true. You know. So true. I got it. I got it. Like, I'd like to share. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, You brothers are wonderful, beautiful, inside and out, always amazing, always, you know, my, my twin soul brothers, always shining that beautiful light and um my thing or should i say that thing that i can reconnect to is my brothers and sisters like that's the thing that brings me back like you know like yeah i've never been to africa in my mind in my mind i'm in africa and i'm kissing the ground and my connection is my people and that just warms my spirits like my soul, when I make the connection, like, one thing I remember um, is back, you know, <laughs> with Brother Hank and us doing our meditations and stuff, the full moon meditation, so, you know, meditation circle, that's something yeah. that just warms my heart when I think of those times that we've shared, yeah. you know, well, in the past. Yeah, like, 
powerful, oh powerful gosh. demonstrations. Oh my gosh, like OMG, yes. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, you it's, know. Yes. So for me, that's you what know. I go to. That's my yeah. sticking my, my toes in the soil with the earthworms underneath. <laughs> yeah. That's my moment. Yeah, that's my sun in the moment. Yeah, moment in the sun time. Yeah, in my mind and, and my you spirit. Know, yeah. I want to acknowledge the fact that, you know, you also were always, um, you also brought the children out. You know, you, you, you brought other people from your neighborhood to experience things that yeah. you were experiencing that you can tell, you know, were fulfilling to you. You you brought them to sharing that experience and to bear witness that there's a reality outside of, you know, those blocks and flatbush that they was trapped yeah. in. Yes. But Brother Booth, so, I'd like to share, if you don't mind, just real quickly, that on a deeper scale, I remember my first meditation, and that's what it was. It was the children, but they were like in a cage, and they were all named. You know how um, there's the, what is it, First, I think it's First or Second Corinthians 13, where it talks about love is patient, love is kind. So each of those children were locked in a cage, and it was up to me to save those children. But then I had to go into wow. the door, and then on the other side of the door is me facing my past and my past meaning my past demons of things that had happened back home in Haiti. So anyways, long story short, those children, that's what that was a manifestation of, as crazy as that might sound. But no, nah, it don't sound crazy to me. That was my reality. Cause I, I had I to bring the children you, out. You I had to bring it, them with yeah. When you was doing it, it, it was a mission. Because I'd be like, damn, some of you little niggas is. Brother, so I just want to let you know, let you know that was, was my active, spirit. That you know, wasn't even me, like, looking yeah, back. That was just I, I my spirit. Thing I'm that like, yet. yeah, I'm like, she she really got to be into what she's doing with these children because they are trying to, but she, she maintains, and I was like, she never loses calm with them. She's so patient with them. And I'm like, one day they'll get it. You feel me? One day they'll get it. They'll remember this the experience alone. It was, it was, it was worth it. I need so to I hear that. I need to hear that right now, brother. You don't even know. I need to hear that like right now at this moment. Cause one of the sisters is actually expecting in a few months, she'll be giving birth. And right now at this moment, I need to, yeah, my spirit needs to hear that because, you know, a lot of them, yes. you know, they're doing know, their thing, finding their way, finding themselves still, you I know, know. respect. You, you, you did your part, you know what I'm saying? You like, did your part, and yeah. you planted the seed, and, you know, that seed is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to break, you know, it's going to break skin, and it's yeah. going to blossom, whether... It's early in life, whether it's later in life, whether it may be in the next lifetime. You know, yes. you followed spirit, you followed your directive and your mission, and I, I seen you out there, you know, <sighs> as, as a missionary doing your work. Oh my gosh! So you can't, um, you know, those Two are. Operators. I know. Yes, I really need to hear that. You know, walking them moment. through the darkness, <laughs> you're always gonna yes. feel like those are your children. But yes. you can't hold every one of their hands in the darkness. Yes. You know, at some point you're gonna to have to let go of their hand and, and, and know that they're gonna to have to walk because there'll be other children that need their hands held. So true. So, so true. And I that. needed to hear that. 
because in 2010, I went through it. I cried rivers. I cried rivers for these children when I seen the flip side because, of course, you know, they're finding themselves. They're trying to, you know, root themselves. and Yes, all of that. And yeah. I cried rivers. Yeah. So I really, at this very moment, you... You brothers are so amazing. Like you don't even understand. You're you're my brothers from another mother. <laughs> Whatever, twice removed. You brothers are so amazing. Thank you for continuing to shine the light. Spread the word. Keep that torch up. I mean, I have no words that can express truly and deeply how I feel about you two. You know, just continue to do your thing. Thank you, thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To our, to our brothers, much more always. Hotep, hotep. Hotep. Yes, thank hotep. you. To all. Have a blessed one. You as well. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Let's go to our next caller. Call us from the seven one two two zero four. Call us from the seven one two two zero four. Welcome to Notarized Radio. Greetings. There's anybody there? Guess not. All right. Let's see if there's any callers. Want to um, add on? Question, comments, or concerns, press 1, and we will promptly open up your line. Uh, if there's anybody that wants to add on, just press 1, and we got you. Other than that, we will continue to build until we are. Let's go back to 712. 712 204, peace. What's good? Peace. Yo. Peace. Man, sitting here chilling, man, checking y'all out, man. Man, I'm in Iowa right now. I'm from Memphis, though, you know. I ain't talking about any Kimmy, but, you know, I'm from Memphis. Okay. You know, you know, I recognize that, you know, I'm from, I'm, I was from that area. I was vibrating on that, and when I came into that consciousness and I heard that Memphis and that Kimmy, that wrapped it up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that yeah, was man. more than a coincidence. I like how y'all brothers be getting it in, man. Sometimes I get on shows, man, they they be scared to touch on that esoteric knowledge and, you know what I'm saying, really deal with the creation of the white man and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying. Y'all brothers get it in, man. Y'all deal with everything. Oh, we have to, brother. You know, we would be, be cheating ourselves. If we didn't go in like that, you know, at the end of the day, we gotta, you know, there's nobody stopping us but us. So we gotta, we we gotta go in. Yeah. No doubt. Do you yeah. want to share? Do you have any, um, anything that you wanted to share with the family? Man, what I want to share, man, is at this point, I got this, I got this prophecy for us about 2020 that's gonna bring vision to the forefront. Okay. You know, 2020 is going to be a year coming up 
that everything that we need to see clearly will be seen clearly. And we got time right now to move on, you know what I'm saying, being these so-called black people in this position in the United States and, you know, having the ability to move on that. I just see us by 2020, man, making real moves for the better of our people, and then it'll be real clear. I'll explain real quick why I had to drop that bomb. And I'm sure Brother Blue Pill could be, you know, I got witnesses, all right? And Brother Blue will back me up because he know I'm not on this on this phone or on this show just humming and saying things that sound good. Blue, what have I been saying since, let's say, maybe the beginning of this year, about 2020, when I was talking about my 100-year dynasty lecture that I put together? Brother Blue. Let me see. This phone's up. Blue, you hear us? Hmm, interesting. Phone might have dropped or whatever. But, brother, I've been talking about 2020 um, the same way that you have, with the same kind of passion. Uh, we might have got the same download. You feel me? Word. And I, I saw it as clear as you see it, you know, and I said to the I was going to, you know, I've, I've said it on the show, but I really wanted to lay it out in a lecture to let everybody know that, yes, when they talk about 2020 vision, they're not only speaking about it from a perspective of, you know, sight through the through the through your eyes, but they were speaking about it from an era, a time period, and that's exactly what you just touched on, the 2020. So I'm, 2020 I'm, I'm, is 2020 is key. Completely close Yes. Huh? Yeah, we'll be 34 in 2020. (laughs) We will. 2020 is the year. That's the year right there. Yep. And for whatever reason, if I ain't here, I want you to have a concert in 2020. Like, you got to do it B-I-G, literally. Yep. Yeah. And what, brother, I would want to ask you, this is 2014 now, and you're, you're, you know, seem as if you're very comfortable in your consciousness, you know, um, as we are all students, you know, and as we are all developing as we go along, um, what would be your goal and what would be the aspirations that you would, you see yourself putting in from this year up until 2020 to, um, you know, enter into that 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 uh, time period, and you know, in the best way that you know how. All right. I mean, my goal would be to correct the behavior of uh, of the brothers that you know who come up in the streets, you know, up on the mothers single mothers, you know, or, you know, moms that went through white supremacy, European supremacy, something like that, and really just put our warriors in our right position where we really focus on defending our women 
depending on our children, taking care of our elders, and not fighting amongst each other, you know what I mean, and just being at peace and working for, uh, you know, securing our nation as a whole and, and, you know, moving forward and ready to defend and pop off if need be. But at the same time, we got a reason now and, you know, come together on that note. Well, I feel you on that. That's, that's definitely uh, something that I concur with right there. You know what I mean? So definitely salute on that. And anything that we can help, you know, we have a vast archive of previous shows. Uh, don't get caught up in the dates of the shows. You know, many of them are timeless. And they speak to individuals on their on their different levels. So we have different teachers that we brought forth on the show that I'm sure they will aid and assist you with the uh, demonstration, the lesson that they came through with. You know what I mean? They will speak to you personally, and um, just feel free to check it out. You know what I'm saying? Feel free to check it out, and uh, you know, just know that we'll, we'll we'll be doing a lot more stuff in the near future. Um, just going to be geared around making sure that that time period meets us in the best way as a collective. So, salute. Already. Indeed. All right. Peace, bro. Peace, bro. Hotel. Hotel. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, I don't know if we have any more callers. If there's any more callers that want to chime in, now is the time. Feel free. Press 1. We will open up your lines and get you in the building. If not, we're going to leave you out with some exclusive. We got an exclusive song that we want to rent. Shout out to Ghetto Shaman. Shout out to Amun Ra. Uh, you know, Royal Immortal. My super uh-huh. head group. Yeah. It's definitely we get back in the spaceship. Uh, it's that season again. You know what I mean? Super head rules are that back. Season? Yeah, it's that season, bro. Age of Splendor. Not a worry. Huh? Not a worry. I said the Age of Splendor. Not a oh, worry. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, we got yeah, to pick up with. Off, you know what I mean? Yeah, let me let me say this. Um, Dr. Blair is gonna be in the Bronx tomorrow at Sankofa. You know, that's shout out to the mayor. Big teams at Bronx, I, I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I'm not in front of a computer, but I, I I did I did I do think that they said it was Saturday. Yeah, okay. I guess. So shout out to the brother Daniel and the rest of the family over there. I'm going to have to call them yeah. early in the morning. Uh, shout out to everybody that will be at the BAM Festival in Brooklyn. You dig? Uh, that should be interesting. You know what I'm saying? Family is definitely, you know, we look forward to dates like that to see people that we haven't seen in a very long time and to network, and to meet new people, all right? If anybody, if any of our listeners decide to come to Dance Africa at BAM in Brooklyn tomorrow, shout us out. You know, we will be in the building. 
Uh, Red will be in no, the building. Blue will be in the building. Yeah, will be in the building. Yeah. Uh, you know. And um, yeah. Like I said, shout out to my family out there in Georgia. Um, especially if you're attending the Something Fresh Fest this weekend in Mall in Georgia. I'm still yeah. working out some things. Um, mysteriously, they think that I'm Yasin Bay, and I don't. I really don't mean to make fun of that. But you know, I, I want to speak on that real quick. Just want to make a very quick observation because I was just getting inundated with so many inboxes and emails, and, and you know, people look for any opportunity to be critical of this Morris demonstration is just crazy. You know, what what's interesting to me is just like how the media was able to play him out of pocket dealing with a nationality and taking him out of his national name. Immediately, everyone's talking this most deaf, most deaf, most deaf stuff immediately because they're showing you subliminally, look, this Morris stuff that he on don't work. So, People drop this whole notion of him being a more and the power that comes with that, and you see how everyone now is just easily referencing him as most deaf and not calling him by his national name. You see how that shit works? Hmm. Interesting observation. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not saying you have seen back. No, no, no. Propaganda, yeah. Propaganda wise. They denationalize him immediately, you know what I'm saying, by using that name that he has repeatedly. Do not call him by that name anymore. If you respect him, call him Yasin Bey. That's his name. That's his national title. But, um, you know, because he has a discrepancy, whether it's real or not, because I don't even know whether that story is real at some point. People were saying it was a fake story. But I don't well, think, they said you know, they canceled the artist's performances. He had a few things lined up in his tape, and uh, he posted, unless his Twitter got hacked, but he posted on his social network that that's a rap that he won't, he wasn't allowed in the States. Um, my observation of the whole situation is this, you know, and this has happened on many occasions with a lot of other different groups, that your time to dance in front of the world stage is not in the debate ring, okay? You know, your time to demonstrate and show and prove that everything that you said that you are and everything that you said that you do, you know, you get, you're going to get tested on the world stage. You're going to get tested. You know, yes. and it's not going to be, be the you know. Thing. This could be the best thing to happen for more than a long time if they were to able, if it was to harness the challenge and rise to the occasion. You know, now is the time for him to demonstrate and to make it plain, you know, yeah. just because they made an action doesn't mean that, you know, you make the superior claim. Your reaction has to outdo their action if, in fact, that's the case. So I hope some of the our left. best mores rise to this particular challenge, some of our best minds, and they put together, you know, a, a formidable response to, uh, you know, this unnecessary aggression uh, um, you know, aimed and, and targeted at our brother. You know what I'm saying? Because that is my people's, and I need that nigga to give me my copy of the Blue Pill back. 
he's the only one on the planet with a copy of that book. I don't have the master, the original anymore. So I need him. You know, I, I need him to get green litted, or I gotta go see him in South Africa because I need mine. Like he needed his book from Bruce Willis and Sixteen Blocks. Yeah, nigga, I need my book. Yeah, well, that might be your fight right there, then. That might, you know, you got vested interest in that. So get on your, you know, get on the campaign. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna do what I can to, to, to holler at the brother. You know what I'm saying? I definitely want to bring him forward so we can hear what's really going on. I really, you know, I post articles all day about stories that grab my attention, but I'm not emotionally invested in all of those stories, saying that I don't know whether everything that's written in those stories are true or not. You have to be able to discern yourself and and pick from the story, you know, what you can, what's useful. You know, I'm just looking for the number 44. That's why I read so much news and shit. I'd be like, okay, they're like this. They could use that. You know, I'm I'm digging for different things. So I don't pay attention to the same things that other people might. And I damn sure do not get emotionally invested in, in the storylines. You know, I'm, I, I, it's not an emotional investment, but I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm very, um, and I'm trying to look for the right word. Um, it's not so much saying that I'm entertained by these particular storylines, but I'm dumbfounded to some degrees at how I see some of the stuff playing out, especially the stuff pertaining to the Law of 44. In particular, you might know, because, you know, you're probably about the only person that really follows this law, right? Uh-huh. I got the Pantheon. It's called the Three Kings, and there are three prominent people that play a role in the Pantheon of the Three Kings, Martin Luther King, Biggie Smalls, and Barack Obama, okay? And my man, B.I.G., plays a very prominent role because I tell people all the time, you know, you live in this dream. You know what I'm saying? This was a dream constructed by a nigga from Bed-Stuy. Okay, to the image of a community or an environment that he grew up in that was controlled by hustlers and boosters and, you know what I'm saying, other underworld figures. But also, you know, a community that is home to some of the brightest amongst us, some of our luminaries, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, Christopher Wallace, he was more than just a rapper, okay? And... As a person that died with that title of the King of New York, that's a very lofty title, you know, to, to, to make an ascension with. And then people are agreeing around the globe that you were the best rapper alive. And some people are saying that about you, and they're just mortifying you in this way where you're just bigger than life. You know, that represents an energy source. That represents um, a level of potentiality. If you're a magician or a sorcerer, you know how to tap into this force, this un it's, 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 you know, the people are not, people that can contain it are not containing it. So if there's a priesthood in hip-hop, they weren't properly taking care of the, um, you know, the, the ritualistic energy that comes from our quote-unquote martyrs, if you will, because you already spoke about what the meaning of a martyr is. You know, 
But if we want to say that we have, you know, patron saints in hip-hop, two deific forces, you know, they would be identified as the twin towers of hip-hop, you know, Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur, first and foremost. You know, mm-hmm. and many times I make a connection, a correlation to these two characters by calling them the twin towers. I make connections to twin towers, you know, the World Trade Center. It was open on April 4th, 1973. Or I make a reference to the twin nuclear bombs that went off in Japan. Okay, um, Fat Boy and Little Man. Right, or Fat Man and Little Boy, which, whichever one. You know what I'm talking about, God damn it, Look it up. You know, so you got your Hiroshima, you got your Nagasaki, okay? And in terms of uh, a nuclear bomb, you know, that's what these two individuals represented, especially when they got clipped. The release of power, the release of energy that was contained in these two individuals was tantamount to a nuclear bomb going off. And the amount of energy that they've been able to galvanize since their passing in regards to the legend that surrounds them, you know, the um the classicness of their of their music, you know what I'm saying? And just the whole aspect of them being deified, you know, the gods in this particular pantheon of hip hop. So I find it as not a coincidence, especially with big around the time of his birthday or March 9th, if this, in fact, is a law, I always say that we should be able to tell because these people will be in the new cycle. Something pertaining to them or connecting them to the law in some way will always happen around these particular cycles, you know, their anniversary, their death anniversary or their birth. So here we go on Big's death anniversary, no, his, his, his birth anniversary, but would have been his 42nd birthday, Okay, on May 21st, they opened the World Trade Center Museum, okay? But a night prior to that, the night before when we was on this program, Tuesday night, they had a party in there, okay? And this museum is like 70 feet beneath the ground, beneath ground level, okay? It's called the Foundation Hall. It's the home to... 1,115 unidentified victims. Okay, so mm. we got some H popping. And it's also the home to 8,000 unidentified body parts. Okay, and the remains, the body parts are in a repository, you know, a little off to where the museum site was. Now, this particular museum had been in, in the news some days prior because they was like, yo, they down here selling souvenirs. And what's supposed to be a a mortuary, your know, cemetery? You know what I'm saying? This is where the body yeah. parts is at, and they selling keychains and um, dog uh, stuff, dogs with fireman jacket on, and all of their uh, uh, the emblems. You know the ties and the wallets. They got the, the tridents on them, tuning forks they had on the front of the towers. You know what I'm saying? They just like, yo, this shit is totally crass. There's no class involved. How can they do this? You know, so they had a party to inaugurate the opening of the ceremony. They were, they said that they were partying and bullshitting because there was extremely loud laughter. 
um, Bloomberg and them, all the luminaries when they toast wine and alcohol in the midst of, you know, all of these dead bodies. It was high celebration, and it was cacao, and it was, oh, 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 you know, goof on and stuff like that. They turned away the first responders that came down there. They were, you know, they wanted to somberly pay tribute to fallen firefighters and people that they were rescued and the unidentified bodies. And they were like, come on, get out of here with that bullshit. We partying. Uh, 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 you know, and they have these they have these sayings, you know, like these um these mantras that they are running with for promotional purposes. So in darkness we shine, darkness we shine brightest. Okay, and then they have another slogan written on the ball on the wall from Virgil, from the Aeneid, saying, "No day shall erase you from the memory of time." All right, and then a week prior to that, you had the other 44 resonator. Obama opened it up on May 15th where he did, you know, he spoke and delivered a 9-11 dedication to them. You know what I'm saying? They, they, was, they was only going to get to do three minutes. <laughs> he was like, yo, you only booked for three minutes. He took nine. You know what I'm saying? And then he used a, a effigy. Um, no, it wasn't an effigy. It was a, he used a symbol. Uh, it was a red bandana. A red bandana that belonged to a 24-year-old responder named Wells Crowther. You know what I'm saying? He died in the towers and shit. So he took his bandana and, you know, was using it as a symbol and talking, yeah, 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 and all of that and everything. You know, but, um, yeah, I, I just see it as very interesting that um, they would open up this particular part of the Twin Towers on his birthday. And I've showed numerous times, as I'm going to prove in this lecture that I'm putting together, okay, that we'll, which will be coming out someday, you know, that when during the times of his anniversaries, he is heavily, heavily ritualized. And they are drawing energy from him. He is almost like a battery of that city, okay? That big black carbon atom that you might want to frown your face upon, figure out how to properly utilize that energy to do uber rituals in the name of B.I.G., okay? And I know this might be a tough pill for some to swallow, but like I said, I'm going to bring you home. You know, in my sick, weird world that I live in, that's what's going on. That's how I see it, you know. But I'm going to show you what I'm looking at. And you tell me. Yeah. I'm, I'm right with you, if nobody else thinks. Remember, yeah. B.I.G., when I, like I said, when I ordered, when I, when I added up the notorious B.I.G. with the uh, Gematria system that I was using, came up to 108. And 108 is the number for two. It was one, the master builder. And we know that this was a person that popularized, you know, writing rhymes in his head. So virtually he was creating a reality in his mind without writing on paper, you know, without the sound of nails and hammers like Solomon's Simple almost. You know, he was Masonic in that degree that he was able to forge and build in his mind, in his mind, he was able to put those rhymes together that you hear and love so much. 
And then Jay came out and popularized it afterwards, saying that that's also a method that he utilized. But Big is the one that really broke that open. Okay? Mm-hmm. And um, the number 108 also means Jehenna. And Jehenna is hell on earth. But it's the thinnest veil of hell on earth. It's the first of the seven hells. You know what I'm saying? And um, we know that that's what he represented. Out of his own mouth and admission, that's what he came to bring. So even if we're talking about Christ energy, we're talking about it in terms of the perspective that you put it, you know. And in this era of Sankofa time, it would be a demigod energy, okay? But it's still God, which way you look at it. Remember, I said in circular thought, an African approaches to spirituality, the mystical number of God was 20, you know, Rashid has come forward many times to talk about 10 being the magical number, the Diaz and the Dios. But the way that the Africans looked at it, they said that they doubled their numbers, okay? Every number has a twin. Every number has a twin. So, you know, I'm saying all that to say, you know, it's the same thing with these particular energies that we're talking about. If there's a, if there's a, if there's a God, if there's a demigod, if there's a Christ, there's an antichrist. You know, and we're talking about energies. Those are, um, you know, personifications to encase those energies for you to identify with a symbol. You know, they're just using that to create symbols. And those particular symbols, those empty boxes have been filled with volume by people being born to actually fill those particular spaces and those places. Like I said, utilizing Barack Obama becoming the 44th president. He is the lion and the lamb. If I was a, a, a Christian theologian and I understood something about Kabbalah, and I'm like, damn, let me look what this number 44 means. I'm like, oh, shit, this nigga's the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And, and they wouldn't be far off from, from surmising that you know, if they were looking at whatever they was looking at, and they was caught up into that whole narrative and that story and this, that, and the other, and, you know, everybody's looking at the clock and watching the calendar and looking for signs. You know, our people don't do that. We just go to church. As if that shit is dealing with a, a old-ass story that don't reverberate through time and it's not moving on a cycle. We're the most linear, circular people on the planet. <laughs> A, a fucking a hybrid circle of people with linear thought. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. You know? Sure. But yeah, B.I.G. You know what I'm saying? B.I.G. When you think of B.I.G., think about that. That picture with him in front of the towers. Think about those references that he's made to the World Trade Center. You know, know that he was one of the Twin Towers. He was born in Brooklyn. Tupac was born in Manhattan. They died six months apart. It was the Twin Towers of hip-hop. They fell six months apart just like those towers fell, you know, apart, you know. Fell apart. Mm-hmm. You know, time, time, time apart. So it, it, it plays out, man. It's, 
bigger than rap, bigger than hip hop, talking about energies and, and you know, and then on nine eleven, you know, the next twin tower battle started with J and Oz. That's the day the blueprint came out. You know what I'm saying? And then they ushered in another twin tower ritual with the Kanye West versus uh you know, fifty cent. You know, and at the time fifty cent who shared the same birthday as is G-Dub or George Washington, uh, you know, that was the precursor to the whole Bush Obama thing that was going down. Of course, Kanye represented that Chicago energy, you know, that feminine energy, that new energy that moved in and now it controls hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Remember they were making a bet, whoever wins this one runs hip-hop. Runs hip-hop. And everyone... Thus far, to come from, you know, uh, the new rapper realm has been, you know what I'm saying, students and clones and, you know, people that came from the loins and the ribs of Kanye. You know, his whole, he's ushered in all of that stuff to so get all the way down to a young thug. Mm. Kanye's children. Yeah, yeah. That's all Yay's children. I mean, it throws him in that battle. Hmm? I said, post him in the 50 battle, like, it's been his influence. It was definitely. um, Yeah. Yeah, he had to. uh, It couldn't have happened without that, without, without, without him, you know what I'm saying, getting the reins of this thing. You know? It's children that be like, yo, Kanye can save Jay's career, and that's the other way around. And, and that's, you know, that's the world we live in. In regards to what I'm talking about, family, you're talking about in hip-hop for those that follow, okay? And, you know, mm-hmm. on a even, these are your luminaries on, on a larger scale, on a larger stage and a larger scale, you know what I'm saying? And if not you, specifically on the phone, your children and or, you know, if you were a homie on the phone and, and, you know, you broke the spell, then we're talking about your contemporaries, the people that are still under the spell, niggas you went to school with, okay? You know? Your baby mom and them. Yeah, hey, them. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to they gonna be on Twitter following that wedding tomorrow. Yeah, them. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they want to get yeah. married in Paris. Yeah. You know, your auntie them think it's nothing wrong with, you know, putting a skirt on a nigga. Them. 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 They think this is the time you. Yeah, them. 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 You know about them. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Let's do this, man. Let's get this music going and uh, let's call it a night. Get ready for some team. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll be back today with some new fire for that black ass. Now, we'll have some for our family on uh, Tuesday. We got, uh, we're working on, you know, we're working on some stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm almost certain we're going to have some fire. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. So we're going to do this. Like I said, shout out to Amin Ra. Not the Amin Ra squad. But my brother Amin Ra. All right. The super hate. Amun. Amun Ray. Amun Ray. Ghetto Shaman. Amun Ray. Ghetto Shaman. Amun Ray. Ghetto Shaman. Amun Shaman. Blue Steppy Bars up. Nah. KTL 4.4 mixtape is definitely on the way. You know? We're just finishing up. We keep getting this new heat. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to just put it out. But this is how we're going to start the summer off, family. God saves. All right? It's that new heat. Super Hey Rules. You know what I mean? Super Hey Rules season is back. Hey, yo, Shaman. What it go? You got that sacred herb, yo? Always. <laughs> we back. Royal Immortals. Watching, yo. What you saying? <laughs> you catch funny to me, man. Guess we gotta reiterate it. Yo, shaman, check it, yo. Yo. You 3D Negroes don't have a clue. I've been blessing these mics before 92. Lyrically, I'm God. Who the fuck is you? With all that savage talk and your demonic crew. crew. Mislead now you with that bullshit you do. It's the Moon Ra, the Black Doctor Who. Now shit on tracks like I'm drinking prune juice. From the booth that breaking mental chains loose. Let's take it from the beginning so you would know your story. The crackers moved in and stole all your glory. They destroyed your culture and stole your land. Cave-dwelling vultures, they hate your hand. They dying out, so now they need the human. They got to mix in if they want to expand. They create shows like Scandal. Causing our goddesses to lust after animals. What the fuck? Shit is a joke. Yeah. Heavenly Father, forgive them, they have sinned They just wanna be black magicians No weapons should prosper, I'm the shaman Master key maker of the talisman I've seen the best of friends become the foulest men Who am I to judge them, I'm just protecting Myself from certain dangers, that's prophesizing When you cast them pearls, they trample on them But I still drop jewels, cheat the rules, raise fools Wake my mind like nunchucks on these dudes why you wanna box my magic is karate Mixed with Tai Chi, Chi, Gong and Pilates Precision with precision, body after body I'm in the underworld, spiritual John Gotti My mama wet say I got some skulls on them When I sip tequila, my warriors run on them Spiritual but gangster guns and swords on them I tried to tell you, man, you should have forewarned them You see, they really scared of the dark side Which is the pathway to the light far side Keep blocking blessings while she passing you by you think it's all game, I'm really that guy <laughs> Contractual agreement, finding me, reminding me On the 18th, they ended the dynasty Went from Mr. T on the 18th Ornaments to Dormer Gold To the state greens, in the dorm with some dormant souls Look closely, you can see auras All colors of the spectrum, Deodora Solid gold eight stands for the Hermes Fish scales on the belt, little mermaid. Call him Venom, all black, Gucci denim. And I'm in him, your highness be adorned in the finest things. There's from the ancient dynasty. Canary yellow diamond rings, belts from Orion. Smelted the iron, shook the pillars of the matrix and they felt it. 
without the help for the Mayans. Meanwhile, we build the pyramids without the help for the giants. Birds, they be flying, and my niggas pitching without the help of Orion. Dolan, that is. Picture me rolling, that is. All of my visits have been metaphysics. When they cross the pond, just to toss a bomb. Surface the air, our purpose is clear. The hearse is there. Ain't no nerve in this air. I ain't talking about Twitter when I tell you follow me and my home brace. Hashtag follow my own brace. All of my soldiers left the earth with the guns blazing. Like the end of glory, yes, in the story. Late 90 went from Tissamori. Then they brought the bins before me. 600 big bodies sitting on the chrome. Realignment like the auto zone. Martyrdom, wake up in the underworld. A god is home. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.